0: Welcome back to Retail Therapy. My name's Will. In the studio with me, as always, my loyal co-host Barrett Dudley. Barrett, how's it going today? Oh, it's going all right. I'm uh, I'm fresh off a
1: fresh off a plane from uh, Guatemala, and uh, I just I hope I hope that I'm able to bring the usual typical flair and uh, and and pizzazz to this. To this episode, I'm not because because this is a big one. I don't want I don't want to be low energy Jeb over here. You know what I mean. Like, I'm not I hope, worried I about hope, you. I hope that doesn't happen. But, I'm not worried uh, about you, but yeah, yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. It's uh, boy, we're really we're really headed to the new year, aren't we? I,
0: honestly, I think you being in an airport actually helps this episode more than anything because what I've noticed when I'm doing like research for in and out episodes is that airports are a great place to see what a massive amount of people are freaking with. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. like, I mean, I was in an airport twice. Uh, I went to the Atlanta airport and spent time in uh, a significant amount of time in it for the first time ever was not a fan of it, mainly because of just the sheer amount of people banging into one another. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that being said- airport in the US, I think. The people watching was just incredible. Yeah. Like I, I had I had no qualms.
1: I, I actually have, I've got some airport notes mm-hmm. right quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I passed through Atlanta-Hartsfield-Jackson on the way down to Guatemala, and I passed through DFW on the way home today. Atlanta, two thumbs down. DFW, one thumb up, one thumb down. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> the DFW at least the concourse that I was in the D concourse beautiful absolutely beautiful got a fresh new Chick-fil-A love just it just gleaming there not that long of a line today uh that was that was one Dallas to see. love vibes uh, a little bit, yeah. Well, Dallas Love, I waited an hour
0: for the Chick Fil A last time.
1: Why would you ever do that? Because I had a two. Because I had a two and a half hour layover. What was I supposed to do? I was a captive audience. I wanted the Chick Fil A. I can't,
0: dude. I, I can't deal with. I can't deal with <laughs> the people in the morning who are standing at Starbucks in a two hundred person yeah, line before yeah, their flight. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. like, what? How much time do you have before your flight to wait? Like, how? And also. How bad do you need the coffee? That will, th- and how bad do you need the Starbucks
1: specifically?
0: Well, that's the thing. I have a there's, theory. There's I have Pete's a th- or Rudamaya
1: Maya or four others like right around the corner, but, but I- like people are like, I gotta have my bucks.
0: It- I have a theory that there's some agreement in place where the the kiosks that you see in airports where you can check out very quickly grab a magazine uh-huh. like they are not allowed to sell refrigerated sugar-free like cold brew, iced coffee, anything it's like that. It's just like black drip. Yeah. You're not yeah. allowed to have anything from there that is <laughs> like that you can't, that you would just they force you to go and stand in line at yeah. these long yeah. long things. Like every time we get to the airport, it, like the Starbucks at the Austin airport is right outside of security. And mm-hmm. every single time, so I was like, right, I'm going to get a coffee. And I'm like, I'm going to go sit down and hang out for the 30 minutes that yeah. you're standing in line. I can't do this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so DFW, nice, new feeling, you know, very sparkly, fresh, like clean bathrooms, all that. Atlanta, for being the most tracked airport, my God, that place needs an update. It was just a dumpster, man. It just was not, a real dumpster.
0: We were in the Delta uh, area of Atlanta, and I, I was actually surprised that it wasn't nicer. Being like, how many people go through there? Yes. But maybe it's one of those things where so many, like so much happens there that they just can't update it. Like yeah. How do you update something that's that that trafficked? Yeah, that's that's possible. <sighs>
1: but um, but yeah, it wasn't it it, it wasn't my favorite. Uh, my my thumbs down for DFW, by the way, was just the deconcourse was approximately like four miles long. Mm-hmm. Um, so you had to, you, you would need to get on the Starlink train to just like get from D3 to D27 basically. So that was not, that was not chill, but
0: I had a similar situation where we had, I, I, we actually checked the board and it told us to go to like C38. And so we walked all the way down to C38. And then uh, when we got down there, there was a flight leaving at the time that we were supposed to leave, but it was definitely not to our destination. And so I was like, I'll just go check one of the boards. No boards available anywhere. And I had to pretty much walk all the way back 38 uh, gates in order to figure it out. I'm just, I'm just out on airports right now. Yeah, they're, it's a tough it's a there's there a tough hang sometimes really and truly. If, I mean, if, if Wheels Up would like to sponsor this podcast and maybe just give us some free mileage, like, you know, we, we will, we will do an exchange. Like it's not a big deal for us to do an exchange here. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know where to begin today because I know that we've got a lot. So I think we just need to dive in. I do do
1: think we should just dive in. Obviously today is our end of year in and out list. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now I do want to ask you a few questions. Okay. First, how did you approach this year's end of your in and out list was this is this are you looking ahead? Is it kind of the same as the others where this is right now for you? Is it your favorites of the year? did you did you tackle this any differently than you have in the past or or than you did last year?
0: I didn't tackle it any differently except for I made I tried to make sure that the things that I said were in were definitely not on an in list that I had before. okay. Uh, I didn't concern myself with things that were out because if something was in before and now it's out, then I'm not going to worry about that. Then that's just the natural shift of the vibe. Um, I thought about you know maybe taking some things from previous lists from the year and mm-hmm. adding them to the list and seeing if they were still in. But I almost thought that was, I didn't want to rest on my laurels too much. And so right, I decided right. to instead just live in the moment, just keep it fresh and live in the moment. How did you approach it? I, I
1: think, uh, yeah, I, I, this, this end of year one, I, I felt this one was a little bit more difficult for me. You know, because now, now that we're, now that we're kind of at this clip, at this cadence where we're thinking about this, you know, several times a year. I, you know, I, I, w my, my, my rule of thumb here was like, don't, I'm not going to force anything Mm -hmm. on this list. Mm -hmm. So I've, I've got slightly shorter list than, uh, than I've had in the past.
0: Um, I do have more ins and outs. Okay. That's, that, that's kind of where I fell to, but my list ended up evening out mainly because some of the things that I had that were in. I tossed on the out list in a way that was framing it as out.
1: Right. And and that's, that's also a really good, like, just like, just, it's a good talking point because that happens a lot when we're making these lists, I think, Mm because I was thinking about that as well this week, um, just about how, like there's, I can pull stuff to, I can, you can pull stuff one way or the other. Choosing on, like, based on how you want to frame it,
0: yeah, basically. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so, for some of those things, I was like, I don't know if this is so much in <laughs> as much as like the other part of it is just completely out in my mind. Yeah. I yep. should also say that when we do the in out list, we're not saying you can't do these things. All I'm saying is, I'm seeing less people, it, for the outs, I'm seeing fewer people do these things, or I'm just kind of tired of it. And on the on the in, it's more of like, oh, that's kind of bubbling up more. Should I be paying attention to this? I'm not saying you have to obey these lists. This is a very this is a fun exercise in trends, nothing more, nothing less. That's right. There there are
1: are many times throughout the year that I think things will end up on our out list that you and I are both still partaking in, wearing, mm-hmm. doing, conversating about. It's just that they we we're just kind of acknowledging that they are not at the peak of the zeitgeist mm-hmm. and could be on their way out and maybe it's time to give some shine and some focus to an alternative or something else or something that has captured our attention in a in a you know in a more in a fresher more lively way so
0: yes yeah, yeah. I think that's a good, we we just crushed the framing of this. (laughs) No one can criticize our list at this point. That's beautiful. Uh, I did have a ton of people submit stuff on the ins and outs uh, when I put up a prompt on the Sunday Scaries account. So I'm probably going to put some of those up uh, just just out of some fun. But I did not not over-scrutinize the responses there because I didn't want my judgment to be uh, altered in any way. And so, you know, to the people that submitted the things, uh, I saw you, I appreciate you, and uh, you are noticed. You are valuable. You are loved. Uh, Before we get into today's episode, we do have a couple things. Thank you to anyone who bought a retail therapy candle. Uh, At the time of recording today, there's four left. And so that means we really did sell them out. And I will say that uh, we'll probably create another one or do a re-release. Just keep an eye out for more. Um, But to anyone who bought one, thank you. We really do appreciate it. Uh, This podcast is better on YouTube, youtube.com slash sundayscariespodcast. And if you want to go follow us on Instagram, at retail.pod on Instagram and as always I do listener companions on Substack so you can go to the description of this episode click there and every Monday after the episode drops you'll see a uh, just a rundown of everything we talked about with links to articles to uh, products our wish list everything so go do that Uh, But before we get into it, let's hear from our friends over at Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our mind. And now, guess what? If you bought a Sunday self-care club sweatshirt, you bought it from a Shopify-hosted website. And it's so easy, all because I use Shopify. Shopify is a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage all the way to the, did we just hit a million order stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. So whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. They cover about 30, or when it comes to the best converting checkout, they convert 36% better on average than other leading commerce platforms. And you can just sell with less effort thanks to Shopify magic, your AI powered all-star. We love Shopify if I mean just we're not idiots. We use Shopify to sell these sweatshirts and like that should tell you everything you need to know. We just yeah, went with yeah. that and it helps. Uh they power 10% of all e-commerce in the US. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com/scaries all lowercase. Go to shopify.com/scaries now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. shopify.com/scaries. I think we should I think we should start with our inlist and if we need to dabble in the outlist in order to maybe complement some certain things, we do that. But I think we do our best, maybe to start with some ins. Okay, is that fair?
1: Yeah, that's that's fair. And I'm I'm looking at yours now, and actually, I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna send you mine so that you have it to to riff on. Did you unshare well.
0: your note with me so I couldn't see N- live updates, Barrett? N- no, I started
1: a new note. Come on, so that you couldn't see the live updates. Oh. <laughs>
0: I know when I, I, wish I didn't tell you, I've got a buddy, I've got a buddy who doesn't know that I follow him on fine friends because he's not the type that would even go in and see that kind of thing. And I don't want to tell him that I know where he is at all times. He travels a lot, which is why I don't want to tell him. Like uh, I went on, I, I can go on one day he's in New York and the next day he's in Florida. And like one day he's in New Zealand and I'm like, I love it. You're never going to, you're never going to get away from me. Uh, yeah, but, but we were definitely, we were, I'm looking at yours now and we were definitely
1: thinking about some of the same types of things. Um Going in here, so there, there, there will be some overlap, some crossover, some, some interesting things to talk about. But I like your idea of starting with our ins and seeing how those kind of branch into the into some outs. Okay,
0: where did you share your list
1: with me? Uh, I just, I just sent it to you. I just replied to the email that you sent.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, easily done. Oh, do you have anything that's uh, tickling your fancy the most right yeah. now? Yeah.
1: Okay. I'm going to start with this. This is this has been <laughs> the first thing on my end list for a while, and it's a bit of a mea culpa for me. There's one other thing on this list that's kind of a mea culpa. That's kind of something I've changed my mind on. Okay. But this is the first one, and I don't know what happened. I don't know what triggered this. I just I was walking into to the locker room at at Equinox. I don't know a couple months ago, and I, I think I've even talked about on this podcast how how in the past I have found it mind boggling that people shower at Equinox instead of just like, like because I'm an afternoon worker, at, like, like gym person, I go mm-hmm. after work, that means typically like I'm going home right after that. yeah So why wouldn't I just
0: go home to shower? But isn't of- one of the benefits of Equinox that they have like the, the nice stuff in the, in the showers and everything? So it, it's, it's fine. What do, they, but- what do they stock in the showers?
1: It's it's all keels and it's okay. re, it's real keels. I can tell they're not just like filling up the bottles
0: with with uh, with replacement level product. I'm not I'm not gonna so, at the restaurant <laughs> in Austin where I was recently where you know that they that Aesop soap was not the consistency <laughs> it was supposed to be. It was way too watery, my friends. Yeah, I yeah. see you and I respect you because I do the same thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, so yes. So the first thing on my in list is showering at your luxury gym because I get it now. I think I get it now. There is something about There you're finishing the workout where you started it Mm -hmm. and you're ending it right there. You're Mm -hmm. ending it in the same spot. You're eliminating having to get home and put your bags down and then go shower. It's like, you're, you're knocking out every chore that has to be done that, that coincides with your, with your gym excursion. Like it's just, it's all, it's all said and done with right there. When you leave, you're clean, you're fresh. You don't have to get in the shower at home. You're saving on product. You're getting to use their mm-hmm. product, which mm-hmm. is, which is secretly one of the things that I always thought it would like that, that it was about like a lot of young guys are doing this. So I oh, think just, just like, they yeah. don't want to buy their own shampoo, So They, just they don't even sha- own shampoo, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, I, I get it. It's, it's, it's nice to not, it's nice to, to, to get home and be done with that. The other thing about this is that I think I've come around on the, on this idea that like the walk in and out of the gym, it's a little bit like the NBA tunnel, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And if you were wearing something fresh that day, maybe you, maybe you want people to see that you were looking good.
0: See, that's, I love this. Maybe you want to flex the fit a little bit on your way out again. Barrett, I used to, I used to clean the bathrooms at a luxury gym. (laughs) And I have to say that, uh, like I would, I would, I had a free gym membership because I was working at the gym Uh and I would make sure to shower, uh, at the gym after working out every single time because I was just, I was, I needed to experience the uh, good experience that I was giving to everybody else. And so <laughs> I became a shower at the gym guy because I, and I eventually loved walking out, feeling fresh, like yeah, yeah. walking out with like, uh, a new set of clothes on walking out just getting in my car and not thinking like oh i'm getting sweat all over my and seat all over
1: your yeah mm-hmm. and yeah and I,
0: I i grew to love it and i i mean i don't go to the gym uh very often now but i think if i was i think i would especially if i was a knox boy yeah i think mm-hmm. i would uh mm-hmm. definitely be doing that yeah so i
1: that so so here i am um i'm i'm, I'm in on this now and I, I, I may start doing it now. I will say, I, everybody, you should get the shower shoes. Just get the shower flip flops with the hole, you know, with the holes in them. Because yeah. like, you don't I mean, know what's going on. Here's
0: the thing. The like, but uh, I mean, yeah, I say I cleaned the, the 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 gym and stuff, and and while I did, I, I did wipe down a lot of things. The one thing I really just didn't want to touch was the uh, the floor of the shower, <laughs> and so that was usually a task that I would skip. Yeah. It was not something yeah. I cared about. Yeah. Again, I was nineteen at the time, so it didn't really matter to mm-hmm. me at that point. I didn't care if some old man got some kind of fungus on his feet; not yeah. my problem. I don't really have anything like super wellness related outside of. I guess I'll just start with this one. Yeah. Uh, my number four on my list was people soft launching, wanting to do Ozempic. <laughs> I feel like I've been places lately where I've overheard. I'm a very, I'm a very um, open person when it comes to eavesdropping at restaurants. Uh, There's several times where the conversation will get quiet between Sally and I. Because you're just listening. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, you're definitely listening to these uh, three (laughs) women next to us. You're listening to this. And, and I've heard uh, numerous conversations within Austin over the last few weeks where I've heard the words like Ozempic and uh, whatever the other varietals of this are. Uh, and I'm just very surprised by how many people are openly talking about, um, I don't want to say abusing a drug that's not truly meant for them, but I'm just impressed with people just kind of shamelessly being like, you know what, at this point, I would love to do it. It would make me skinny and I don't care.
1: Yeah. the the. People talk so much about Ozempic face though, that I I feel like I've decided that Ozempic is like not a desirable thing. And yet I still know what you're saying. Like, it seems like people are super interested in
0: Well, there's in also Ozempic. like, I read an article a long time ago that was talking about how Ozempic had other properties to it that didn't just like make you lose weight, but it also curbed your, like some addictions for people. And then I never really heard anything. This feels like, this feels like the powers that be like larger medicine was almost like crafting this column for people to just be like, no, no, no. You'll stop smoking cigarettes. If you do it, you'll stop overeating. You'll stop whatever. Hmm. But I, I don't, I don't know if I buy into that as much as I think that people are just like hoping that it can become, uh, just easier to lose weight than, I don't know, going to the gym and putting in the work. And so I don't know, I, I you know, if, if someone, uh, if someone at your group dinner starts talking about it, maybe, maybe twist the knife a little bit and see if they're willing to admit that like, they definitely want to do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's an,
0: it's an aspirational drug at this point.
1: You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's very bougie.
0: It's, it is very bougie. Yeah. I, like, I don't, it's gotta be, it's not, not cheap. I don't think it can't be cheap. Four figs at least, I think. Mm. But shout out to people that do need it that get it. Because I, yeah. I, I've, I've heard nothing but wonders for it. Yeah. Um I don't even know where to begin. Like I think we should go. I think we should just jump, jump straight into the alcohol conversation, Okay, I was we, say, we have this all over our list. I was going to say like we should probably just do an alcohol portion. Yeah. So let's yeah. talk in alcohol. Uh, okay. I have t- I have a few different things on my list for this. I have uh, aperitifs and digestifs, uh, cab francs, and I guess this is probably the time where we should maybe dabble into the outs a little bit mm-hmm, as well mm-hmm. uh for my outs i had uh normal cocktails slash spritzes i'm talking like no one's ordering like traditional normal cocktails at this point they're either low abv or they are just like aggressively alcohol forward <laughs> okay. um and then yeah. yeah i believe that's all i had for the out there okay All right. So
1: my, my in and my out are basically, see, we did the thing here. We basically flipped our, our, how we framed the in and the out. My in is liquor. It's just, it's liquor. I don't know what has gotten into me over the past couple of months. All this talk about like the mezcal and the tequila old fashions and constantly trying to like hone in on like what the drink of the winter has been And then, you know, in, in recent weeks I've, I've really fallen in love with like a tequila old fashioned. And then I was at Uptown sports club this past weekend where I had a, like a rye old fashioned, and it just reminded me like why they're so popular because they're Mm -hmm. super good. And then, um, in Guatemala at, at the end of a dinner, the, 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 the rum down there, that's like their, their house rum is called Zacapa. Mm -hmm. And we all just had like rum on the rocks as our digestif. Oh, sounds delightful, basically. Like, and it was awesome, mm-hmm. you know, it was the, it was the perfect little cap on dinner. And I'm just like, I'm loving it all, but I'm, it's, I'm, I'm right there with you. It's, it's, it's booze forward or it's like, like an Amaro or a, or an aperitif beforehand. But like any of the, any, any of this stuff that we've kind of been, been circling on over the last like couple months, is like, I'm just kind of in on it. Like, I'm just like, it, it's, it's, it's not that liquor ever went out necessarily, but I'm just like right now. I'm just kind of like let me let me try it all. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think that like the, the martinis had such a moment, and they they that the martinis will never go out of style, even if people like me put them on the out list every once in a while. But like that, it kind of I feel like it ushered in a booze forward crowd mm-hmm. to start dabbling in other things. And I I think I just gotten tired of the clear liquors, and so that's why I've been sticking to various tequilas, not blancos, but various tequilas um mezcal I, I almost
1: wrote dark liquors because yeah. right now it's like reposado tequila bourbon or rye and rum yeah like that's what i'm most interested in right now yeah, yeah. i've yeah. been
0: i've just been on a big whiskey kick lately like um i i i felt i felt a little embarrassed recently i was having drinks out uh with some people and uh, i i pointed at the menu because as we know from this podcast pronunciation of certain things is not my strong suit <laughs> And I pointed at something, thinking that it was like a cocktail that, the, I would never seen this cocktail before. And when I pointed to it, the, the waiter said, oh yes, this is a very classic cocktail from New Orleans. And I was like, okay, now I'm the idiot who doesn't know the classic cocktail from New Orleans. And it was a, a vu- yeah, yeah. And ever since I had one a few weeks ago, I've seen them everywhere now. Yeah, that, 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 they're on a lot of menus. And I, I've seen variations of them, and I have to say that I I really enjoy them. And I, it's not something I anticipated, but a little rye with some sweet vermouth and whatever else is in it, it, it makes sense that I would really enjoy it. It's just kind of like a variation of a Manhattan, I guess. Like, it's almost tastes in a similar vein. But that that alone has really ushered in the very booze-forward uh, whiskey stuff for me. Yeah. And I I've been enjoying just having, like, a little nip of whiskey as opposed to a cocktail that i need to finish and i might even lump this in here bear with the digestives Mm -hmm. i'm gonna just lump this in here an espresso to cap dinner like i feel as though whenever i've ordered one or i see someone else ordered one it's the waterfall effect and people Uh, are like oh i would love one i would love one and i almost feel like that's that's like replacing the espresso martini in a way Uh uh like there's some shame sometimes for people when they order an espresso martini with like a dinner where it's like why are you drinking this like pseudo milky cocktail not milky mm-hmm. but like dairy cocktail right. that almost seems like that with like a pasta dish like yes, that just yeah. seems counterintuitive and like now i just kind of like the idea of just removing the alcohol from that and having a sidecar little espresso instead
1: i think i, I think either way if i'm doing an esp- if i if i'm doing an espresso for dinner uh, after dinner that that like we better be going somewhere next yes because i'm not trying to drink in a shot of espresso and then go home and try to go to sleep you know yes. what i mean
0: well i might need one just to stay awake in like an uber or
1: something <laughs> <laughs> but uh but that that's my only thing It's like i have i still have an issue with like and i know some people don't some people are just that that's the that's the kind of that's the finisher to the meal that they like um uh, but but i it, it it's got to kind of be for something for me
0: i'm gonna put my dad cap on okay uh Sometimes lately I enjoy going home after doing the espresso and having a little little skip in my step because that time after the kids are in bed when I get home mm. is like the only time <laughs> I get to have alone time and like do something <laughs> that is like of interest to me that's not, you know, of interest to them. Sure. And so having a little skip in my step when I get home to get me through like an hour of an activity, whether it's listening to an album or watching a football game or something. I've enjoyed having that skip in my step as I enter my place and am able to to do stuff. Okay, so that's just no, that's, that's, that's the dad good, part of me who good just needs yeah. it. Needs yeah. it. Uh, on
1: my out list, this ties to your to your Cobb Franck. In is wine varietals that casuals have heard of. Like cab, cab frogs. No, I, I mean, no, this is really, I'm going, <laughs> I'm going even more, I'm targeting the even more basic stuff than this. Basically, like I'd say there are really three big ones and that's Sauvignon Blanc, Cabernet Sauvignon and Pinot Noir Okay, are like the ones that I'm yeah. really, that I'm really thinking of. And maybe I've, maybe I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but we were talking at, at dinner this, this past week about the book, uh, Cork Dork, which is all about like this, this author's journey into the world of uh, sommeliers. And like one of the, one of the biggest things that I learned from this book, which I didn't even read, by the way, Laura read this. And I just like gleaned all the, 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 the good information from her. Mm-hmm. But when you're at a restaurant, the, those bottles Cab, Cabernet Sauvignon, Pinot Noirs, Sauvignon Blancs, like the stuff, even like a California Chardonnay. Right. People know those. And so the, that that's where the biggest upcharges are. So it's rarely where you're going to find like the most interesting wine and it's definitely not where you're going to find like the best value because those are the those are the fallbacks for people
0: that are like yeah, I don't know what to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the, it, the a, a cabsov will be so much more expensive on that menu than any other red wine by the glass. Yeah. Like it's crazy the difference. And it, and it se- it feels very intentional. It's a targeted attack. And so I th- this is this is just my call for for people to just invest
1: a little bit of time in figuring out some other things that they like, some other interesting things to, to, to look for. I've been getting really into white burgundies recently. Okay. Um, and white burgundies are, are, ve- are very expensive. So every time I go to like Central Market or Total Wine and I'm looking around, like I always ask for help and I'm like, hey, what's like a white burgundy but not a white burgundy? And mm-hmm. so like I've been getting into more Italian whites and like you know things like an Arneis and just stuff that I've never heard of before. And it's always like it just it's it's almost always like far more satisfactory than just being like, oh, yeah, $14 bottle of Sauvignon B. Sure. Mm-hmm. Not that, you know, and it's like summer's going to roll around. And trust me, like I'll be busting I'll be busting out a nice, crisp mineral Sauvignon Blanc as well. But like th- it, this, is you know, if I, I just I think that it's time for everybody to just graduate a little bit. Get a little bit more information under their belt, so yeah. that so that we're not getting uh, taken by these restaurants.
0: D- uh, this is, I, I absolutely love this one. I love this one from you because I I, I see it too, and it's it's just a beating. I mean, uh, I, I I was somewhere recently, and I was looking at some wine list of 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 sorts, and. Like the white wines were so inexpensive. And then as you got to the red wines, it was like, well, you you know, it's December and you know that I'm going to pay it and you know, I'm not going to feel good about it, but I'm also not going to, I'm not going to nickel and dime myself for a glass of white wine when it's 40 degrees outside. That's not what I want. Uh, do we have anything else cocktail driven on here? I don't think so. I think that's it. Okay. Okay. Um, I have Snoopy on here, but we we know that this is a, this is something I put on there from a while ago, and like uh, we we talked about this at length for last time. So I'm just going to check that one off.
1: Okay. I also put Brown on my end list. We talked about that last week with the New York Times article. Um, I felt the more I thought about it, the more I felt it was worth reiterating on the in and out list because, I agree. because i'm, I'm I, I fully am backing the, the the return of brown
0: well if we're going to talk brown can i enter check patterns into the conversation yeah. uh i do not love a check pattern uh i do not normally wear anything that's checkered but as i was doing research for this episode i kept on stumbling across things that were checkered like whether it was apparel or whether it was rugs or whatever it was just like, oh, this is maybe more of a thing. And I think I might be, I think I might've honed in on this because of the polka dot conversation that we had recently. Have you been seeing an uptick in polka dots? Uh, No, I can't say that I have. Okay. I feel like we t- mentioned polka dots recently. We and did I was, on like, last week. Yeah, yeah and yeah, like, yeah. but I don't, that, that might've just owned a little bit of real estate in my head when it came to that. And so like, I, I'm i not, th- This is the this is the one on my list that I would say I am less, confident in compared to everything else okay now what do you mean by check patterns though like a black like a like a classic vans like checkered black and white like a checkerboard yeah like a checkerboard all right i'm not talking like uh like what what's it called like buck plaid is that a thing or hold on well
1: there's there's like um there's like uh say this is where this is where my flight brain is 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 hurting me (laughs) There's like houndstooth, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and and some of those like larger
0: scale kind of like interesting this things that al- would qualify as like check patterns. This could also just be the holidays. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, this like the the kind of platy checkered just kind of look that might just be the holiday in me and might be the seasonal time. Um, but I I just think that people are getting a little louder um, when it comes to dressing in general, and I'm okay with that. But I just, this, like I said, this is the one that I'm least confident in on my ins list. This is why it's listed at number 10. Okay. Uh, Let's see.
1: I think I can piggyback off that one, though, Uh, all the same. Because while I like a check, I like a plaid. I like a plaid in certain ways. I think even on on our last list here, on my in list, I had unexpected plaids. What I have on my out list right now is plaid flannels. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I got a closet full of them. This is, this is a, this is a key one to remember that like, I got a shitload out of these things. I'm still going to wear them. I'm still finding ways to, to enjoy them. But I put on a plaid flannel over a t-shirt one day, cool, you know, cool weather in November or early December like that. And I like threw on some jeans and I just, I, I just was like, this is like, this is chudy. This is, I, I, I look like a dad that is like five years behind the times (laughs) and he's like just getting into like he's like oh i can wear a t-shirt under my flannel and that's like the shit. you know
0: what i mean i've never been a flannel guy
1: and uh and i just it's like you know then i like i can then i kind of like i changed the jeans to like a like a black pair instead of a blue pair and then i like put on a jacket and i was like
0: okay this this is better this is a little better Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i just flannels for me have always been difficult I'm I feel, like I, I I feel could, like I give flannel though. I, yeah, you, you know? do. Yeah, you do. I, I, yeah. it's a hard. It's a hard. Maybe when you give it so hard, it's it's tough to just actually put it into into practice. I like like a cozy overshirt and stuff like that, but it's never so. It's never something that I feel comfortable in, mainly because I think a lot of the time I I wear something like that. I leave it unbuttoned, and so if it's not really well fitting, I just kind of feel sloppy, and so it's just never been something that I have in my rotation.
1: Yeah i'm not Um, saying
0: it's out it's just not been in my rotation
1: yeah and and uh, you know it's it's uh it's it's all about how you wear it it's all about the details it's all about how you kind of like make it new and the thing is like the the i think this was this is a long time coming because cool brands brands that i really like the the fashion world in general we have been pushing plaid flannels for a long time Mm -hmm. and it's just it's 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 feeling like it just needs a little it, it needs a little juice right now to make it new and i'm gonna i'm gonna flip this into an in that I have which is zippered shirts so okay. everybody has like a zipper on a jacket right mm-hmm. but like what I'm starting to see a, a, a lot of and I think it's I think it's another kind of 2000s um comeback is like a zippered it's like a shirt so it's like shirting weight or overshirt weight but then instead of buttons it's got a zipper on it and so like here's J crew uh with a with the Wallace and Barnes zip front work shirt and it's in this big kind of exploded like more interesting plaid um and you know i i i think you take something like this and like suddenly the uh suddenly the plaid shirt the the, the plaid flannel is like looking a little yeah. it's just, it's it's looking a little newer it's looking a little cooler
0: yeah yeah yeah, this is a good this is a good isolated uh product you chose as well.
1: And I have I've seen I've seen stuff like this from Supreme and Stussy and 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 a bunch of brands. So mm-hmm. I, I I definitely think this is you're going to see a lot of this next year. Okay. is something that feels like a traditional shirt and we've just swapped the buttons for for a zipper and that helps it make it feel a little bit edgier, a little bit newer, a little bit a little bit cooler. Where
0: are we standing on button
1: flies versus zipper flies? Um you know I like a button fly. I do too. I uh, I recently just had this this option on my tuxedo. Oh, and I went button fly. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Just felt a little more elevated.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I, I have a. Well, I have one pair of pants that I have that has a button fly, and I thought it was going to be a nuisance, and it, it's truly not been. Uh, it kind of. It kind of. It learned, I mean, what your learn. Your like pants about you. It's like an extra fifteen seconds. Yeah. The, in the bathroom. Well, your pants learn about you, and suddenly you have the motion down to just whip them open. It's pretty easy. And I'm a, everyone knows that I'm a sit down pee boy. I'm proud of that. Yeah. And so, yeah. like, I'm not. I'm not trying to get a zipper <laughs> off anyway. I'm fine. Uh, where you want to go next? Uh, let's talk this one. I think that the next one I'm going to bring up is a little more celebrity driven than it is personal. Like, kind of people like us. Uh, Matrix level leather. We've talked about how like leather jackets might've been skewing out and stuff. And I feel like ever since we had that conversation, I've just been noticing celebrities wearing aggressive black leather, not in ways that are like biker looking, but in ways that just looks like they're a part of the matrix. Like (laughs) Timothy Chalamet had something, Hailey Beaver's been doing it. Like the kind of its celebrities have not shied away from just aggressive leather. And um, I actually have someone in my life who recently bought a jacket that is a long uh, black leather jacket that we had to kind of tell them like, you know, you're going to wear this one time and and it'll look great it was exactly it was almost exactly like this and it was like you're going to wear this once and and you might not ever wear it again but I, i'm not going to adopt this but i will respect that <laughs> celebrities will be adopting this this is what's great about being a celebrity it's like you know
1: you, you, you know that like the leather like the the leather the classic leather jacket it's like maybe a little bit on the outs and so you just get to you just get to really get freaky with it and you get to wear like super oversized versions or if you're Timmy C, you just get to go full Matrix with it, or, you know, like, who you, who, you can do whatever you want. And that's, yeah.
0: it's, that's... He's doing whatever he wants. He though. really, yeah. yeah. Like, and he's allowed to. Did you see the Derek Guy tweet about how every uh, every person, or every, I think it might've been everyone in the uh, new Wonka movie had their own tailor?
1: I didn't know. They did had not. their own
0: bespoke tailor that made their clothing for the new movie, which is very impressive to me. And one of the tailors that was doing uh, uh, doing a part in the movie was uh, actually Derek Guy's Taylor, which I thought was pretty interesting. Oh, that, that so that's kind of cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. Did he did he name names? Or are we like able to
0: like? I think, call he, up did Derek name, I think yeah. he did name names. I think he did, but yeah. I didn't. Okay. I didn't dive too far into it. Um,
1: you know, I gotta say, I could not be less interested in seeing the new Wonka film.
0: I, I here's the thing. Ever since ever since having a kid, I just don't go to movies. I have to wait <laughs> till they come out. I'm not gonna. I can't pay twenty dollars an hour to a babysitter to sit in a movie that I might not like. Like it's just not something I can stomach, and so I haven't done it, and I'm also not I, I would be a solo movie guy, but Sally and I do so much together that i'm just I'm probably not going to ditch her to go see a movie she mm-hmm. I, I know she'd probably rather be with me watching that, and so I don't know, and I'm also likely to fall asleep in a theater at this point just because I'm tired all the time, so i, I <laughs> it's just tough i i'll see it I'll see it when it comes out on whatever h b o max or whatever or I, I guess yeah max. i want
1: to. I want to support my guy Timothy, but I'm gonna have to wait till dune 2.
0: yeah, yeah
1: I knows do
0: I need to see dune one? Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Great film. What? What, Randy? What, Randy?
2: Yes, typically a sequel, you need to see the first one. <laughs> okay. Typically, I would say. I mean, I don't think
0: you need to see Ocean's uh, no, Ocean Eleven Home Alone 2 kind of, you know? it can hit after Home Alone but, 1.
2: But yes, you do need to see Dune 1.
1: Okay. Noted. Uh, what else we got? Will, I'm going to ask you about your number two. Okay. What is a boiler room set?
0: Oh, Randy got this one on my <laughs> list, baby. Okay, so I didn't know what a boiler room set was until uh, just the other day. But it was something that I had observed that I was like, That's cool. I want to go to something like this. And so Randy actually did it over the weekend in a boiler room. So actually I'm going to let Randy describe it because he was the one who taught me up on it.
2: Uh, yes. A boiler room set is a set in a boiler room. No, uh, it's, I think it's just, it's called boiler room set. It's like, there's a DJ in the middle and then pretty much everyone else is like surrounding them. And it's like people like right up on them too. And then it just kind of like cascades out and they're just kind of in the middle of a room doing a DJ set. And, just kind of cool, chill vibes.
0: And it started in the UK, right? Like, I believe because so, Because yeah. after we talked about it, um, I got an email from a listener who included like a Fred Again boiler room that, set. That's where
2: apparently where he came up from. Was oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: I've seen this. I've seen
0: that. I, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I watched a majority of that set uh, while preparing for this episode today. And it just, it did nothing but make me want to go do this. And I, now that, seeing Randy go to one and seeing someone, you know, that's, you know, a, however many years younger than me going to one and seeing that they're actually doing them in Austin now. And it's not like a UK thing. I'm, I'm kind of into it. I would like to go to one at some point. I'll probably be the the oldest dude there. Have you guys ever seen the movie SLC Punk? I'm not there's no. one guy in the movie who's he loves punk music, but he just dresses like business casual and goes in the mosh pit and just like beats everyone up. But I imagine I would be the guy at the boiler room set who just looks like a dork standing there like a total NPC.
2: I, I just sent an image to Barrett. So. I, yeah, I see.
1: I see that. It's uh, unfortunately I can't pull this up on my computer because I famously do not have
0: my iMessage connected. See, um, that might be an in for me. I'm but- like <laughs> watching my text messages load every time I open my laptop is just the most tedious thing in the world. And they always are marked as unread, even though I've read them days ago.
1: But it's Gandalf doing a, bo- a boiler room set. Yeah, but yep, y'all, I have bad news for you. What? Because on my out list, facing the DJ at a dance club.
0: See, this is we are this we are on opposite ends of the spectrum. I'm trying to get I'm trying to be on the DJ's like shoulder right now. So I, maybe our phones are all just
1: talking to each other. You know so that they tend to do that sometimes. But like, I ended up on a Reddit thread the other day that I think was like in the New York subreddit or something like that or maybe a, a maybe a, like a specific New York one, like going out in New York or something like, or, you know, in that world. And it was basically talking about how dance clubs now have become so DJ centric that there's always like a stage or, a, a, you know, there's something in at, at the front and center and the DJ is the show. The DJ is what you've come there for. And so everybody faces the DJ. And so, rather than having like the old school, like nineties or two thousands, like dance clubs or raves, where you are like interacting with each other, mm-hmm. you are just looking at the DJ. Yeah, and it like the, the, he started like kind of the, the 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 um the original post here kind of started talking about how like back in the day, it, like the DJ was in the corner, or like sometimes not even you couldn't even see the DJ, or way up high, and it was like way less of the. It was way the DJ was way less of the draw, and like the draw was like the dancing itself, and like everybody was more like, uh, like almost picture like your high school or your middle school dances where everybody's kind of like turned in on each other. Yeah, and like I miss that type of like like going out setting where like you're making the, a good case where the dance floor is like the 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 party and not looking at the guy playing the dance music.
0: Maybe maybe
1: like maybe a, there's a
0: middle ground here because the boiler room set because it's because it is so on the ground and ground level you know you can't exactly just stare at the dj because you'd have to be right up in there yeah yeah maybe it's just kind of like the the idea of just a more casual club where the dj isn't some person that's like far away from you it's like no you're one of us and you're here to have a good time too but if a dj is on like a pedestal and you know levels above everybody else yeah i don't want to go stand there and look at him press buttons I, i do i do like this idea of the of the
1: the DJ being like in the mix, like, like kind of I, it, like that's cool too, but I, I can, I'm still envisioning everybody kind of like turned towards the DJ. It,
2: it pretty much kind of was like that. Yeah. Yeah. But like it also will said that since you can not see unless you're like up above or whatever. So yeah, know it's a mix. It's like, it feels like wedding DJs. The only ones where like you're not watching the DJ. Either. Should we yeah. do a boiler yeah, room yeah.
1: pod? Is this, is this.
0: A- <laughs> yeah yeah we should is this paul Mescal getting off a of boiler i don't know yeah it kind of looks like him kind of looks like him yeah he's it? he's absolutely spitting there yeah, yeah um here before we get too far I, I, we're, like we said these episodes go long i'm going to squeeze in a quick ad read for our friends Let's over hello fresh real quick with hello fresh you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep you can skip trips to the grocery store and count on hello to make home cooking easy fun and affordable and that's why it's america's number one meal kit Uh, You can say hello to a stress-free holiday season with the help of HelloFresh. You can skip the grocery store and save time with easy-tasty recipes delivered right to your door. I don't know about you, Barrett. I don't love being at the grocery store during this time of year. It's not a fun time for me, and I always seem to be waiting in a line that I don't want to wait in. Why not go with HelloFresh? Tis the season as well of giving and gathering. And with HelloFresh, it can also be the season of saving. You can actually save money this month with fresh recipes delivered cheaper than takeout and with pre-portioned ingredients, you'll never waste money on excess food. If you go out on, on their site right now, you're just gonna see a whole smattering of great dishes. Uh, I, I recently got a box to my place and I have to say, I was very happy about this. It was a nice surprise. Um, I'm trying to get it to load right now and it's just my computer just absolutely glitching out on me. Here we go. Uh, The coconut curry with chickpeas. You know that I'm on my pescatarian grind when I can be. I've been a little naughty on it. But like, everyone knows flautas are in right now. Black bean and green pepper flautas? Yes, please. They've even got a roasted zucchini and uh, pepper sandwich. It's just great. Go check it out. Go to HelloFresh.com slash scaries free and use code scary's free for free breakfast for life. It's one breakfast item per box while your subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash scaries free with code scary's free. America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh.
1: For a reason, baby.
0: Yep. Let's uh, let's resume. Um what what, do you, what what do you got? Let's see. Um okay.
1: Okay. Yeah, this, this might be a longer discussion. So let's, let's go with my, let's go with my number two in. And this one, this one, I, I very decidedly didn't flip this and put the alternative on my outs list because I enjoy the, I, I enjoy the opposite occasionally as well, but number two, being able to order your own entree. Mm -hmm.
0: This is polarizing.
1: This, this is very polarizing. Um, talked about this a little bit on my Instagram. I had quite, quite a bit of feedback going both directions. Uh, but the small plates thing has gotten a a little bit out of control, I think. Yeah. And, and people, you know, they, they clapped back at me. They, they had their rebuttals about why this was necessary for restaurants and, and, and why it was, you know, why they loved this and why it's nice to be able to share food. And I agree with a lot of those points. We, we just, we're at a a pod favorite restaurant, Mm -hmm. Kanji, like that's family style. We're sharing everything. I, I like that experience. It's really nice to get three things and like be able to have a little bit of all of it. But sometimes at other restaurants that are maybe slightly less generous with their portions, I'm not trying to get one bite of eight things at a four-person table. You know what I mean? Like it's, it, that, that is not satisfactory to me. It, fe- it feels a little bit like they are nickel and diming me when those plates get up to 24, 28, 32, $37. And you're splitting
0: it between and all sp- these people.
1: and Yeah, and I I'm, and, and I'm barely get to taste it.
0: Well, one of the issues too, is that if there's something that you really have your eye on and you're splitting with everybody, if you really love it and you want another bite, it's like, well, you can't have well, you it. you can't, yeah, yeah.
1: You're done. You're done. And and you had your bite.
0: Sometimes sometimes <laughs> you're sitting at the table and there's like one thing you really like, and then everyone at the table outvotes you and you order, <laughs> only order one of those, and then you feel gun shy the entire time and you're not allowed to eat the, the stuff that you want. Yeah, not that that happened to me recently with anything. <laughs> After the dinner the other night, I was like, Sally, never again do you undercut <laughs> the number one thing on my list of things to order at this restaurant. It's all I wanted and I got two bites of it.
1: We're getting we're, two pepper pots. From two ne- pepper f- pots for, next from, time. From now oh, until forever.
0: I, um, would, I almost just ordered a side one and handed him <laughs> my credit card. <laughs>
1: but there there is something and in it, and it like now it's like now it's like this mythical thing that almost never happens anymore and when you go to a restaurant you sit down and it's like maybe get an appetizer to share for the table and then you get to order what you want and then you get to eat the whole thing mm-hmm. that that is a satisfactory experience that needs to be brought back
0: in a in a in a bigger way yeah
1: because we can do both people i think we can do both i
0: think we can I think we can. I, th- I I like having the option. I I love having the option of ordering my own entree in situations that command it. Like, well, but then there's also times where people want to split, and then suddenly everyone comes to the decision that hey, we're all gonna order our own thing, and like, you don't want to over order. You don't want to out order other people, and mm-hmm. then you're the jerk who got like the really nice entree, and you're like, okay, well, are people gonna be, are, are people gonna be in the car on the ride home being like, well, <laughs> had fun paying for Barrett's uh, bone in uh, ribeye, like, cool, thank you, Barrett. <laughs> yeah i I mean you know that that's
1: it's part of the game though Mm -hmm. i think it is part of the game right like 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 if if you really truly want like the most expensive thing on the menu maybe that's not the right thing to order at the four-person dinner maybe that's you know that's for date night but like i i i think that's a level of I, i appreciate everybody thinking about their the the feelings in the wallets of their friends right but yeah. like if you want the entree that's 48 and somebody else gets the one that's 32 like it's fine it's it's i i know this is another divisive topic but that's mostly coming out in the wash it is we're talking like six or eight dollars here basically yeah. Yeah. you know what i mean yeah and you know maybe you just like throw in a little extra cocktail for yourself it's called this is called defensive ordering so, exactly so, uh, yeah you know, you we've just, all we've all been just, in a situation you where you like get in there and, you mix, it another and you mix it up a little bit yeah yeah, yeah. 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 you know
0: Yeah, something I have enjoyed splitting at restaurants lately has actually been uh, steak. If people want to order like one nice steak and then get some sides and get some other stuff, maybe it's just because I haven't been eating as much red meat. Yeah, so you don't need
1: like a whole 12 ounce piece of red meat. Now that
0: I've I've been out the game, like having an entire steak at this point just seems like overkill. Right, right. Whereas like, but if someone wants to order a nice one for the table and everyone gets uh, a couple slices of it, I'm okay with that. And I have noticed that a lot of nice steak places are completely fine with bringing a nice steak and cutting it up for everybody. And suddenly you're not paying steak prices. Mm -hmm. You just get kind of a split one. So... I'm in, I'm, I'm, I'm situationally in and out simultaneously on the same, uh, on the, on the food stuff. I'm going to go with, uh, something that we've been doing for a long time. And I don't think we've ever really talked about it, but it's something that it's just all over the place, chili toppings and flavored salts. These seem to be things, and I'm gonna even include like the everything seasoning on that for like from like Trader Joe's and stuff. Okay, but I've no like people have been loving putting like uh, ch- like chili flakes on things or like the chili oils on things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, olive oils, like flavored olive oils, things like like the Brightland. Like there's just it's zhuzhing up your food. Uh, with something that can last you a very long time instead of just like going to the store and getting the expensive stuff Like it, you can pretty much make anything taste better with some uh, some chili oil from from down the street And I'm also getting just killed with like Instagram ads at all times <laughs> for these things the chili the chili flake the chili salt uh, Yeah, it's it's it's
1: all happening. We we everybody needs like just a little I think everybody just wants a little punch, you know a little kit mm-hmm. Like Emerald
0: back in the day, bam Sally has truly gotten to be very skillful with her dressing of like chili oil on uh-huh. things. And, yeah. and yeah. she'll even say, like, oh, it's right there. I'm like, is there any way you'll do it for me? Cause <laughs> like you, 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 you're pretty good at uh, dressing these things up.
1: I have two more ins. Okay. Let's see. I think I also have two more. Um, one is kind of food related. So I'll go ahead and, and say, and, I like and, this and give this one um, specialized groceries. So what I'm thinking about here is milk from a milkman. Mm hmm glass bottle mm-hmm. getting your bread from mm-hmm. a bakery yep instead of the grocery store yeah i'm not really partaking in this yet but i but, i but i li- i really like the I-
0: idea of it we are somewhat partaking okay. uh we we have a milkman who we use sparingly but we haven't, like, I don't even know how, I don't even know how it works, to be honest. Sally got it all set up. <laughs> but there's like a website and he does deliveries every two weeks. Yeah. And so you can go on there and we order the milk. We order some yogurt. Uh, you can also order other things from the farm that they have. So okay. you can get like meat and cheese and things like that. But we really just stick to the dairy products. And so, yeah, I guess I got a yogurt guy now. And it's really good yogurt. And it's it's like... You're paying extra for the yogurt and it feels stupid, but I also feel like I eat less of it because it's like good yogurt and I ration it out. I'm not just like, oh, I'm going to grab a cup of this and slam it and get out of here. I use it a little more intentionally. Parfaits. and maybe it's just because like one of the spots
1: that we've been hit the hardest with inflation is at the grocery store Yeah, but like these types of kind of like luxury treat yourself supporting small business small farms like you know that type of thing it just it feels like less of a stretch yeah right and i i i I kind of think that's twofold that's one people are more conscious about what they're buying. Like I like, like, like I won't buy the regular eggs anymore. Yeah. Right. Like they got to be like the, the ones where they're promising, promising me on the box that these are like pasture fed, not kept in the crates. Like, Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I'm I'm just, I'm trying to be more conscious about that type of, of, of not supporting that type of like over-industrialized factory farming. Yeah. So that's one part of it. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, like two, like well, everything at the grocery store is more expensive now, so I might as well pay a little bit extra, and like do s- and 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 get something even nicer. And so I, yeah. th- that that's just this is something. This is almost more of like a looking forward, like things that I'd like to make happen in twenty twenty four is uh, is is just kind of like you know having a, having a milk guy, having a yogurt guy
0: during like straight up lockdown. There's a guy in our apartment who was like, hey. $12, I'll make you a loaf of bread. And so I was like, yeah, I would love to support this random dude named James in my apartment and don't even know what he looks like. All I had to do was text him and then uh, later that day I would have a loaf of bread sitting in front of my apartment and it was a beautiful transaction between he and I. But it kind of, that kind of got me in the mode of being willing to do that because with something like bread, I mean, there's a lot of grocery uh, grocery stores that have really good bakeries and stuff. But like, it kind of feels good to go out and have like an intentional errand that's mm-hmm. a little, not pointless, but you could knock it out just at the grocery store, yeah. but it's kind of nice to go somewhere that has like a specialty in doing that and knowing that you're going to get something really good. I, I, I feel like I always let it go bad before I should, and so that's something that I kick myself for. But yeah, the uh, shopping a little smaller when it comes to food just feels good sometimes. Farmer's markets. I don't go to enough farmer's markets in Texas. I yeah, used to go to yeah. the farmer's market every week in Michigan, and I just don't do it here.
1: Probably because Michigan has uh, beautiful weather and the best best months for uh, farmers markets.
0: Yeah, yeah, the summer farmers market absolutely yeah. Yeah. hits. Yeah, it's a it's a really good time to be there.
1: Get some of those Midwestern tomatoes. They just don't grow them like that down here. They don't.
0: They don't. They don't. They're not as juicy. Not as yeah. flavorful. I mean, I'm a tomato guy. Everyone knows that. What else you got? I'm going to uh, I'm going to stand right now for a movie that I've never even seen before, <laughs> but I can ride for the cast because uh-huh, they are freaking uh-huh. everywhere. They are, and that is Saltburn. Uh, I will see Saltburn. We're Jacob Elordi super fans over here. So I'm going to support him in his endeavors for now. And uh, just everyone from Saltburn, Uh, the main guy from Saltburn who was in Banshees of Innesharon. Barry Keegan. Yep. uh, I didn't have him going. I didn't have him being a heartthrob. No, I didn't. I didn't either. And now he's dating
1: Sabrina Carpenter, who I'm only I'm only like kind of lightly familiar with. Not she.
0: But she I was on my she's... discover feed recently. And I was like, I don't I never would have known this was Sabrina Carpenter, even though I've heard that name a million times. Yeah. But like, is it because he went full frontal? Is it because this movie's a little evocative and, and wild or like what's the deal? Or is it just because it's like got like those old school vibes to it that are like, you know, Ivy? But there's like these. Everyone in this movie just seems like they're having a little moment for themselves. So Saulpern is. Let me
1: make sure I've got my facts straight here. Um, <clears throat> it's a movie uh, by. It's written, directed, and co-produced by Emerald Fennel. But it reminds me a lot of Call Me by Your Name. Okay. And it's in what's happening with it, and it's kind of like
0: it. I, I think the content is maybe like a little bit, you know, racy. I, I uh, someone it, actually said to me that there is a new peach scene. From Call Me by Your Name. Okay. In this film. Yeah. And um and so this is this is not a
1: I'm gonna botch the name here, but it's not a Luca Guadag- Guadag- Guadagino film. Just keep talking and but, no one will even know. <laughs> but it's reminding me of that. And I feel like that movie is what blew up Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. Like to like heartthrob levels in yeah. a way. Or at least like kind of his name was on, on on the tip of everybody's tongue well after, it was such an that, aesthetic movie that, movie that everyone latched onto it and yeah and this movie feels very aesthetic as well you already mentioned like the, the ivy style like jacob lordy's wearing all these great rugby's um and it's just it's it's got a lot of that kind of like it's got that lot of that same flavor yeah uh Barry Keegan,
0: also kind of kind of a glow up, I would say. Yeah, I mean, th- my like, first exposure to him was Banshees in a Sharon, where he was like you- almost like the opposite, of, the, the literal opposite of a heartthrob. <laughs> and so now, like to see him, see him thriving like this, it's like, oh, okay, cool, I like this. And I also I loved the cast of Banshees in a Sharon, so I was interested to see what what he did after. And I I just didn't know much about him, but now he's been so present everywhere that I'm looking that I'm like, oh, I got I to give them the nod.
1: Yeah, I think he's just, I think he's kind of, you know, he's he's young, right? So I think he's just kind of growing into himself. No, he's not that young. He's 31. I, I take that back.
0: No, oh, that uh, not the, not the 31 is, to be 31 Not right that 31
1: is old, but I was thinking maybe he was like in his 20s. But, you could have um, convinced me
0: he was 23 years old and i believe you. Yeah,
1: yeah. But he's definitely, uh, th- th- this tour, this press tour, the his his agents, his PR people, I feel like they're just like, They've cleaned him up a little bit. They got him dressing cool. They got him looking good. He's shredded now too. He's shredded now and he's and he's dating Sabrina Carpenter, who mm-hmm. is who who is um, you know, that means something. So
0: shouts we each to, have shout, one left on our end. List.
1: Yeah. Um look, my you you mentioned the take Ivy thing. It's very, very possible that that this edition, this final edition to my in list is almost exclusively because I've been listening to that articles of interest t- uh, podcast about Ivy style. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's, uh, the, the final in that I have is Ralph Lauren. Um, I've just been paying attention to the brand a lot more again. And I, I, I don't want to say that they're poised for a comeback because I don't have enough evidence to support that like a real comeback, like a real, like every, like, and I know that, you know, Kendall Jenner and whoever else has been wearing like the polo hats with the horse on it and all that type of stuff. But like it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I because I also think that it's becoming more and more conscious. Like or, or people are people are being are becoming more and more conscious that <clears throat> Randy, put your phone down. Um that Ame Leon is is essentially just rehashing it's a younger version. Everything that that Ralph did. And
0: every single person that goes to New York seems to go to Ralph's these days. And, and like it's Ralph's just Ralph's is huge. It's just and, so there. The polo bar has yeah. not
1: has not lost any heat or mm-hmm. any hype. And I just, I think that, I I think we might see more Ralph Lauren kind of trickling back into people's wardrobes. I'm okay with that. Maybe vintage Ralph Lauren, maybe new Ralph Lauren, maybe like, you know, they. they it, I just think there's something there.
0: I mean, Saltburn looks like it was just sponsored by Ralph Lauren. Yeah. Like I could easily see this being a very much a thing and I'd be okay with it. <sighs> My last one is not a surprising one for me. I've been trying to go analog for a while now. And so I'm going just straight up analog. Like, just put down the phone, Randy. Uh, just, <laughs> it's 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 the vinyl. It's shooting things in film. And honestly, a big thing of this for me is like magazines. Like, people are doing smaller zines more lately. Uh, like, Nylon is bringing back their print. I don't think that, like, print is back. But I think that small format um, kind of, like, almost uh, just more niche printed things are going to be bubbling up. Like I'm not going to subscribe to like a huge catalog mm-hmm. that's a magazine that is like Condon kind of but I will probably subscribe to something that I think is a little more mom and pop that I know that they're printing themselves yeah. or they're doing that I want to support just because it's like cool literature. And I just think that I'm feeling like I am moving that way a lot. Like the vinyl stuff has got has taken over me. I've really enjoyed the process of just doing all that kind of stuff and not have not having just everything at my fingertips. Working for the enjoyment of things. Working to go find a vinyl that I like. Uh, getting surprised to find a vinyl that I like, I like the process of going to get the film developed and, and getting them back and seeing what turned out, what didn't teaching myself how to get better and being like, Oh, probably should have used flash there. Probably should have been better here, but it's like the whole, the whole process of that creative stuff and just like, or not even the creative stuff, the enjoyment of that, if I can elongate the process at this point by doing that, I'm going to do that. And so I'm just very in on the analog side of everything
1: it was the pendulum was kind of bound to swing back this way i think especially with like the the direction that ai is headed and and how much that's going to take over mm-hmm. it's almost like that's opening the door back up for these kind of uh, this is going to sound like like pejorative but like more uh trivial pursuits yeah right smaller things that maybe aren't as like they're not going to drive as much traffic or sales or something like that, but they like, they feel good. They mean something. They build the brand better. They just, they have more to say than, than like just another web page, Right.
0: Yeah. 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 And it, I, it, I hope that more brands start putting out that kind of stuff. I think it's cool to have those like physical relics from things and not, not just a digital download and that, of something. I mean, right.
1: And that's why I think people, I, I think that's, it's the, it's the same thing that's driving the, disposable cameras and yeah. the return of film and vinyl and like all that type of stuff i
0: think i talked about on here where like there's a movement of people who are actually buying the physical things because they're worried that certain medias are going to mm-hmm, go away mm-hmm. when it comes to movies yeah. you're at the disposal of these streaming companies that can take things away at any time yep. so if you purchase that it won't go away i mean i've even heard people purchasing things that are digital you know owning a movie on Amazon Prime or something and then the movie gets taken off Amazon Prime entirely and suddenly you spent $19 on a movie that you don't even own anymore because they don't give you access to it and so I just like the idea of always having the media that you like physically in front of you and you know I still use Spotify and everything all the time but moving away from it in certain moments just feels better should we shit on some stuff and just get real hateful let's do it okay (laughs) let's go to our out list my number one out on my out list and this isn't my number one just because like this isn't the most out thing of all time but brunch when's the last time you got invited to a brunch
1: i have not been to a brunch in the way that when i say brunch the way that everybody listening right now is thinking about in their head we're talking brunch the verb Uh, i i it's been years years since i went since i did a
0: brunch yeah like it's never, I'm not even turning down invites. Like it's no. just, no no one's, no, no one's going out and meeting that do, early for things Do anymore. you
1: think this is age? Do you think this is age related? Do you, it think, could be. Do you think the youths are doing brunch? Or hey did, youth. Did, or, or did Gen Z kill brunch?
2: I don't know. I, I, I think Austin just is a terrible brunch city. That's like fair. In, in Chicago, fair. we did brunch a lot, but I've never. I think I've been to brunch maybe once in Austin. I but you
1: there. were doing brunch in Chicago when p- brunch was happening in Austin, though. Too, I think, because yeah. that was that was what five six years
0: 2016 ago, twenty sixteen to
1: twenty eighteen. Yeah, I
0: mean, that, when I yeah, was doing it, yeah
2: like yeah i just it's feel not like a Austin's like
0: like it's not like it's not like oh i'm going to i'm hitting brunch this weekend I, look here's i think i another thing that i think factors in
1: and i know this this is maybe the, i feel like this kind of this this more so happened kind of after i feel like brunch was already dying or dead but i don't necessarily I, like i i think people are looking to get sloshed at at 11 in between 11am and 1pm a lot less than they than they previously were
0: yeah yeah i'd like day what, drinking isn't as isn't as present in my life i know i have kids now so it's not something that but, I would want like, whether whether it's
1: like the wellness trend or like the low abv or 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 maybe even the flip back to like staying out later and like having like you know more like like more fun nights mm-hmm. night you know shouts to night looks shouts and night locks but i but yeah i just i feel like i feel like day drinking is in general like is has has seen a, a withdrawal as well.
0: Yeah. I mean I like I said, I I have two kids at home, so day drinking really isn't an option for me unless I like schedule it three weeks ahead of time. Mm-hmm. But even <laughs> like I just I just don't see it being as as present for a lot of people as it used to be yeah. even going to football games where i feel like people used to like go crazy in the afternoon and then return home like i still feel like people have dialed it back a little bit maybe mm, it's just yeah. the the like, just drinking in general has just gone down I, a and little bit I, I and look
1: i would i would be foolish to to say that our age was not a part of this conversation here because mm-hmm. most of our friends do have kids that's that's at, at, at a at a young kids you know. It's not like you know, the kids aren't at sleepovers or hanging out with their friends yet, so there's there's no like like they are they are time suck and a major responsibility yeah. that like does you know prohibit some of this type of stuff. So may, it, it it totally might just be age, but I think I, brunch I, might be a little choogy too. But I do think that there's there's been a pullback from from both brunch and day drinking.
0: Like everyone wants to get away from being basic, and one of the yeah, first yeah. things that you can label as basic is yeah. a an will brunch at yeah, this bottomless, point. Bottomless bottomless memos at brunch. It, exactly. Yeah. I can't remember the last time I had a memo. <laughs> Just not something in my rotation.
1: Mimo's out. Mm-hmm. Bye. Um. Yeah. So I've only got a couple more here uh, on my outlets list. I I did mention that I had fewer this year. This year. Uh, this one pained me to put on here. You know, because it was my it was my all time favorite social media app. I was a long time stan of it, and so I hate I hate to have to debt it now. But Threads, Threads is uh, rest thread.
0: in peace. Threads,
1: rest in peace. Threads. It's <laughs> out. Um, <laughs> it, it, it never really captured anything, you know, it, it had a nice little four week, five week,
0: you it's know, even little, that long. a
1: little, a little fling there. And now the worst part of it, the, 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 reason that it's, that, that it's, um, inflamed me and, and incensed me and, and landed on the outlist is because now on my Instagram feed, you know, you'll get, you'll get to a, a portion of threads yep. and it's doing the exact same thing that everybody accused Twitter of, which is like any thread that I see on my feed is designed to suck me in, mm-hmm. make me mad and stay on the app for like 15 minutes reading all the replies. It's, it's, it's awful. And I, I hate it. I wish there was a way to turn it off, but like, you're no, you're no better than Twitter. You're no better than X at this point because you're just using the exact same tactics of like of, of outrage culture to like try to get people to su- sucked in
0: and start arguing with people online. And I'm not here for it. Sunday Scaries has one hundred seven thousand followers on Threads. Wow! I could not care less. Like I, I would like to care. I'm sure that there's a way that I, I don't even know if that matters. Like it's that yeah, should that right. should move the like six figures followers on anything should move the needle. I don't know if it moves the needle at all. Maybe yeah. I'll do some A B testing and see if anything like goes goes my way. But like. Mm-hmm. It's not something I think about. It's not something I ever hear anyone talking about. And the people that I know that still use threads, I would consider to be very online people, which is not an insult. I'm very online too. I think threads would probably be something to get into, but like maybe I, I'm not saying Twitter's in, but I feel like Twitter has improved from an app standpoint, which has put a little more pressure on, it's taken away from threads. The fact that Twitter wasn't, is not like all wonky anymore. Mm -hmm. Like Elon hasn't, like he hasn't totally ruined it like he was on a train to do yet but threads just isn't something that anyone even cares about i like i don't even know if threads is like a sellable thing for influencers which is like all that people want and so like even if like some instagram model has a million followers on threads like i don't know if brands would even care to help help do anything on there yep so i'm just not a thread boy i'd like to be maybe i'll dip back in let's talk through some of your outs will okay uh out minimalist interiors more framed art more books around more just everything it's kind of it's i don't want to say maximalism but like a home Mm -hmm. an actual Mm -hmm. home that you live in where you have things that you like that you surround yourself with things and we went through such a phase of like having these like new builds these Instagrammable apartments that are so bright and white and like returning to that coziness and this is like the canoe club boys we're talking about Mm -hmm. it's nook season like I, I just don't I don't even want to sit in some type of like place like that. I almost like being somewhere that's just feeling more cozy. It's it's the polo bar. Like it's it's that. It just feels good to be in those places. Um and I just I I want people to have more stuff around that they like. I don't want them to just have as, as little as humanly possible where I feel like I'm in a sterile environment. Right. Right. Um, I mean, I have, I have cyber trucks on my out list. This is an obvious one. Like, I just hate cyber trucks and, and stop trying to make them happen. Just stop trying to make these things happen. They're, they're not cool. They're just not. Yeah. Yeah. There's just, it's, it's too little too late. You know
1: what I mean? Like there's a Rivian sitting outside right now and it's just like, I'm going to take that every single day over the cyber truck. Yeah. The Rivians look pretty sweet. I've never been in one. No. I've heard they're hard to get. Yeah, and, and and they're slightly out of the, my price range. Are yeah. they expensive? Yeah, like one hundred and twenty k. Okay, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you save so much on the gas, bro. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> okay, yeah. Don't buy a Cybertruck, uh, and and uh, along with Cybertrucks, I put Ubers on here. Uh, I don't want anyone driving under the influence, but oh. I feel as though people are taking fewer and fewer Ubers, maybe because people are just drinking less and less, or people are like having a more intentional like dinner out, or, hey, I'm not going to get blitzed tonight. I'm going to have one or two drinks and go home. And now that Uber's pricing has gotten so much higher than it used to be because they're in money-making mode and not startup mode, it just feels like a waste to go out and get an unnecessary Uber when you could just go out and say to yourself, no, I'm not even going to let myself get to that point of needing an Uber home
1: yes i i think that we could probably have almost the exact same conversation that we had about brunch here i do i do think this is slightly age and maturity related because this is definitely something that like like basically post pandemic my uber usage went way way oh yeah oh yeah and it was and it was definitely because we were just being smarter about going out to dinner and like you know and and containing ourselves basically and and just have like keeping it light, keeping it good. Um, I don't
0: even like Uber into the airport now. I'd rather just have my car there, dump my suitcases in there and call it.
1: it. There is nothing better than getting in your car at the airport it's the best it's and the, just it's going the, it's straight absolute home
0: absolutely the best it's, yep. and all every airport include i mean austin's really bad about it every airport now you can't get an uber to come to the normal right. pickup spot so you yep. have to walk a, a mile and a half got to walk and you're then sweating in your plane clothes you're tired from your trip and then some guy is going to try to talk to you yeah it's like you know, no i don't, I don't no, want to do no, this no, no, no. and the, the pricing <laughs> for it is outrageous I, I i tried to schedule an uber the other day for the airport it was sixty dollars I, I was like, "It's a, for an UberX, I'm doing 60 bucks right now? Right. So at that point, like, you're going to need one on the way back.
1: You are better off parking, especially for, like, a weekend trip. Correct.
0: Yeah. We were going yeah. for a long weekend, and we drove there to the airport. The Uber actually canceled on me. Uh, I was not happy about it. And we looked at each other, and we said, all right, we're just driving. Like, yeah. we're going to save money on this either way. Let's just do that. Yeah, and then you got on your car on Sunday, and you're probably not going to go back. <laughs> yeah, because that's so yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. 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 Oh, on the same travel thing, I have checking bags out. Okay. You're checking. You're wasting my time. I gotta. <laughs> I gotta get in and out. I'm all about efficiency th- these days. I understand you want to bring all your clothes and get I, everything done. I do done, my but, shoes. But Barrett, you just products. gotta do a little planning. You just gotta do a little planning. You gotta go on and buy some travel stuff for your to- toiletry kit. Yeah, I yeah. I have done something that I I'm is way more responsible than what I normally do, and I bought travel size products of every mainstay in my rotation for spa stuff. And it just stays in my DOP kit. So now I don't even have to prepare a DOP kit to leave town. I can just grab that out of the under under part mm-hmm. of my sink, throw it in my bag and call it a day. And it's made my life so much easier, so much more straightforward. I just now, love it. I'm not gonna lie. I, again, just like getting into your own car after the airport, being able
1: to just walk off the plane is is unreal. And I, you know, I'm I'm a certified like I get uh, if if I, if I if I'm not checking a bag, I get to the airport an hour before my flight. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I, I'll worry, I'll worry about the security when I get there. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> like, I'm pretty confident. But in that. For, at this and, point, and knock me, on wood, because now I'm going to miss my next. But life, security but...
0: takes so much less time for me than waiting to go che- check a bag yeah. and d- deal with all that. Those lines can get even br- more brutal, mainly because I don't have status uh, with any airlines. But like, it's not fun to wait in those lines to go check a bag, and that's where I get the most. I get travel anxiety really bad, and mm-hmm. so not checking a bag just takes all that away from me.
1: Now, speaking of status, though, the one thing that that really grinds my gears and this seems to happen the most on delta so i'm i'm ca- I'm calling them out here but like if you're not status on delta and you're not in the first three boarding groups there is a high likelihood that they are going to ask you to check your carry-on bag correct and Correct, that, and
0: that's all they did this past trip for us. I took four flights, and every single time they were like, "If you're in this boarding group, you're going to have to gate check something." And they were just being—they were being straight up mean to people. And that, and and that's that's
1: not cool. Like that is that is that's that's the worst customer service right now it's going brutal. in in planes because like there's look we specifically are like there's a reason that we didn't check a bat. Mm-hmm. We don't want to check a bat. Mm-hmm. We don't want to pay for the check back. Mm-hmm. And now you're just you know, now you're flipping it on us. So like I look look, if you need a nickel and dime me more, if I gotta pay to make sure that my bag isn't gonna get checked, like just just give us the option because I would rather, you know, I'd I'd rather you just hit me in the wallet and yeah. me be a little peeved about that. I'll pay nine bucks to make sure I don't have to gate check. Uh, yeah. Than 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 having to gate check after like, okay, I did what you know, like this is you're pushing us to to carry on, and now you're gonna put my bag under anyway. Like this is this isn't making
0: any sense. Yes, and there's always room in the overhead too. They, they—I don't know what they're doing. It's so frustrating. I, it's just, I, I am just all in on on just not checking. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. I, there's very few scenarios. I mean, if I'm traveling with kids, yes, I'll I'll, I'll go do it. But it, Sally and I, if we're on a trip, just us two. So when you when you got gate checked, did did the bag have to go all the way to baggage? Claim? I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Um, I I finagled my way and kind of, uh, I don't want to say I skipped the line, but once it got close to my boarding, I was just like, you know what? You just went up there and I'm going to go up and see if I can get on. And I, uh, to be honest, we, I had a comfort plus ticket. Mm -hmm. I'd not gate checking if I paid for a comfort plus ticket. It's just not, it's not something I'm willing to do. Like I'm already paying you more. There, there shouldn't be an issue of me bringing on my backpack and my carry on. Yeah. Yeah, My like, yeah. yeah, my rolling bag. Yeah. Like if I need to sit with my backpack like this on the flight the entire time, I'll do it, <laughs> but don't take that away from me. It's not, it's not cool.
1: Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, poor Navy blue, Navy blue, No. Navy good.
0: blue by, uh, yeah. you're now that, now that green and like, the the purple and the brown are kind of bubbling up. Mm-hmm. Those dark co- darker colors. Navy blue has taken such a backseat in my in my selection of wardrobe yeah. that I I don't really have anything that I can even wear it with right now because all my other colors have gone with the current kind of in colors, and I feel bad for navy blue. It's always been a fallback for me, but I have like a I have a overshirt that's navy blue. That's one of my favorite things that I own, and I don't have anything to wear it with right now where it doesn't feel clash to me.
1: Yeah, it's interesting that you say this. One of my One of my favorite pairs of pants, probably from the same brand as this overshirt that you're, that you're speaking of. They're also Navy blue and I, I love them. They fit me perfectly. The cut is awesome. I love the weight and I don't wear them nearly as much as I would like to, because like I have, I'm having a hard time getting, getting the colors and the shoes and the, and the outerwear to all link up with the color of the pants.
0: Nothing goes with the Navy. Yeah. Yeah. It's just been a difficult road for the Navy boys. That's tough for
1: Navy out there.
0: It is. It is. Um, I've got I've got an obvious one on here. Um, while I wouldn't say that Emrata is the patron saint of the the retail therapy podcast, I will say that when she's no no that honor belongs to Jacob Lordy. <laughs> yes, yeah, he's he's our patron saint. <laughs> is he number one right now? I think he has to be. Yeah, I think he has to be. Our man Barry could make a play if he just started absolutely dripping at some awards. I feel like stuff. it's either Jacob or Paul. Yeah, at, at the at the end of twenty twenty three, I think it's either Jacob or Paul. M- maybe we'll maybe we'll nominate that uh, with a, one of our our last episodes okay. of the year. Okay, right. um, but like. Wait, where was
1: I in there? Oh, cleavage. yeah, 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 the ankle cleavage. Like Honorary patron Saint Emily Ratajkowski. Yeah. Ever
0: since she said that, I have made sure to cover my ankles about <laughs> 95% of the time. And I have always been a, an ankles out boy. And, but there's something that like, it almost clicked with me. Like, you know what, Will? You've been going ankles out for so long that it hasn't been cool this entire time. You got to get some new socks. <laughs> and so I've invested in some variety packs of some nicer socks. Uh, I am enjoying looking down at my feet and seeing how the socks complement the shoes and the pants. I'm just kind of more in on socks right now i'm not wearing flashy socks by any means but a little splash of color here and there i'm not opposed to it i've been going pretty muted colors and and it's fun yeah i even bought a pair of tie-dye socks for the first time from our friends over at stag provisions
1: there you go it's
0: very happy with that
1: um before we get to your final one i'll jump in with my with my last one uh it's it's uh this was also inspired by as many things are on this podcast these days a derek guy twitter thread okay this one was about cocktail attire. I quite enjoyed this one. Did you see this one? Um, no. It was basically about, like, somebody asked, you know, heading into the holiday season, what what is cocktail attire, basically? Yeah. And so he kind of went on this, this long thread explaining both the origins of cocktail attire, uh, which, which help inform, you know, kind of what you're supposed to wear. And that was a really interesting story, I thought, is basically, like, the idea of cocktail hour started in the, you know, early 20th century, basically. And like, it was, it was the, the hour after work, but before evening events where people were getting cocktails at cocktail bars. And so it was either people that had just come from work. So they were wearing suits or it was people that were about to go to a nice event, like an opera. So they were wearing black tie. Okay. And so that's, that is essentially the the pool that you're playing in when it comes to cocktail attire. Okay. And one of the, one of the tweets was basically like, you know, sometimes we think about cocktail attire as being a little bit less formal. So you can do like a, like a suit with no tie. Mm -hmm. And I'm not against that, that idea, like, you know, whole cloth, but it has to be the right suit. And what I don't like, what I'm calling what I'm saying is out right now is, is this, this is pulled directly from his tweet, but it's like a formal suit like a Navy or a charcoal gray or a, or a, like a, something that you would wear to a job interview. Basically mm-hmm. it's that type of suit with no tie. Yes. That's, it's a bad, it's, it's not a good look.
0: I feel naked when I don't have a tie on and I'm wearing a suit. And even if I think I look good, I still feel like my outfit is missing something it and is. I almost need some like, I'm not a pocket square guy. I'm not like, I don't have a lot of accessories that I have in my rotation and so uh, this past summer we were staying at a hotel and after 5 p.m you had to wear a coat if Mm -hmm, you were mm -hmm. a gentleman and uh the option was there like we didn't have to wear a tie but when i was getting i brought a tie just in case everyone else was wearing one and i was going to waterfall it but i i looked at myself in the mirror and i was like i'm going tie like i just i want to go tie right now and i i i don't want to feel incomplete I'm in a scenario where everyone is dressed to the nines intentionally. I don't want to look like I'm the one who tried the least. I want to look like I'm a part of it. I want to be. I want to be uh, having fun and, and enjoying myself. And so, I've enjoyed mixing in the tie. I, and, and it's partially because I just don't have any other options when it's dressing. When it comes to dressing formal or for cocktail stuff. Yeah. But yeah, like if you're wearing one of those like charcoal colored suits and you don't have the tie on, it's it almost just kind of, it's like, it it almost looks like you're going to a job. Like, it's a little, it's
1: a little unfinished. It's a little too, the photo that he used was like Biden and Trudeau and like a bunch of politicians at a summit or something. Yeah. And they're all wearing their nice suits and they all have their ties taken off. They all, they need, (sighs) and it just, it doesn't, it looks, it just looks straight up bad. Like, I don't want, I don't know what else to, to call it. It looks like they. Looks like they all took their ties off and something's missing.
0: That being said, if you're at like a warm weather wedding and it's pretty casual and stuff like that, I'm not going to insult you for doing that because, you know, it's. No, th-
1: th- yeah, this rule is very breakable when the suit becomes way more casual Mm -hmm. or is like is a for a winter if it's like a heavier tweed or or a flannel or something like that or in the summer if it's a linen if it's breezy if it's you know like like once we start playing with like the texture and the weight of the suit i find this way more acceptable it's like very specific that it's a it's a bad look when in when the tie is so obviously removed essentially like it's missing
0: yeah 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 don't be afraid to wear a tie guys no one's gonna make fun of you for looking like a dork
1: or for being overdressed always better to be overdressed than
0: under yeah so I have two more. I'm going to breeze through one of them because I don't care about it that much, but it's over-scrutinizing celebrity couples. Uh, This is the the tree paint effect going against Dumois. (laughs) I do feel (laughs) like there's very much... I feel like Dumois is going to be uh, on a a slippery slope Potentially here. Potentially on the out list. Q, yeah. Q1 of two two
1: four of 2024.
0: I just think that like, I think people are kind of understanding that the ickiness of going too far into celebrity lives or just kind of like the lameness of it. Like, why do you care so much about this? Like, and I'm not just like, obviously the, the natural place to go here is like Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it's really just like anybody. Like, wh- like you don't need to know every single thing or surmise about every single thing. It's just a little weird to me. Do that about your friends behind their backs and not about <laughs> celebrities. But the final <laughs> thing on my list is something that is going to be tough for me to do yeah yeah um i've made a living on this for a long time my friends but uh i regret i regret to inform the timeline that we're not doing portrait mode anymore we got it we got to chill out on the portrait mode i think we can do tasteful portrait modes where you might have like a little blur a little depth to it but you can adjust that within the photo that you take and you can make sure that you're not over blurring everything. But it's almost like, it's almost like a laziness hack to have a better looking photo that everyone kind of knows is going on right now. So I'm not saying you can't use it, but just use it tastefully, use it selectively. So the, the uh, something that I've noticed
1: is definitely, you know, we talked about, I have I think I've said this a couple of times on this pod, is like the idea of Gen Z killing things. Mm-hmm. Used to be the millennials that were killing things. No no longer, it's Gen Z that's no, it's killing Gen things. Z. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't use portrait mode. No. And their, their Instagram strategy of like, kind of like the big photo dumps is definitely trickled up to, to our demographic. I like doing it. I'm seeing it more and more from friends. Um, and it's a nice way to just be like, "Hey, here's a bunch of stuff I did this month, or that I thought was cool, or that I liked, or pictures of me and my spouse or my friends or whatever." And yet, noticeable lack of portrait mode in in, in these photo dumps, I will say.
0: Friend yeah. of the pod, uh, we we enjoyed ourselves with him in in New York when we were there. My friend Brady, yeah, uh, he is he. I look at, I look to him for cool things. He has good taste in life. He's been my friend since I can remember. The first time we ever met, we were in kindergarten. I had uh, Nikes on, he had Adidas on, and we did not like each other because of that. It was like, no, 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 sir. Um, but he always has good taste in things. And when we were taking a photo this past summer, uh, Sally was like, make sure to take one in portrait mode. And the look on his face, he looked at us and he goes, no one's taking portrait mode photos anymore. And it, it, it rattled me to my core where now I do not I, I don't do it with people anymore. I'm just doing it with like cocktails and like uh-huh. random stuff. And so just... Don't, I'm not saying don't use it just just don't lean on it too much yeah, don't yeah, lean yeah. on it too don't much. use it as a crutch mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, something that could actually be on the, uh, the in list would, would be our next sponsor here because I think that people micro dosing is a very, bi- very big thing if you're not familiar with Schedule 35 they're a Canadian based startup that ships across Canada and the US and their mission is to educate and enrich lives with a deeper meaning and better sense of self through micro dosing psilocybin products they're continuing in industry leading products with educational content to fuel their unwavering desire to build a unified healthy and vibrant community it's the first nationwide trusted consumer psilocybin brand that makes microdosing and living your best life accessible and simple to do you always heard it this is your brain this is drugs this is your brain on drugs every 80 and 90s kid remembers this iconic ad and it depicted a very nerdy looking dad holding an egg beside a frying pan breaking the egg plopping the egg and piping hot oil and then <laughs> holding that fried egg in front of the camera with a very serious look on his face any questions? Yes, many. Schedule 35 is removing the stigma from around drugs, particular magic mushrooms, with precisely measured out microdoses of psilocybin that you can enjoy daily, experiencing all the benefits without frying your brain. You can get 15% off with code SCARIES at schedule35.co. That's 15% off at schedule35.co using code SCARIES. It's time for our wish lists. We're getting down to the nitty gritty here. We got one wish list item before the end of the year, my friend. Wow. It's scary. It's scary. Um, I don't know. I feel like my wish list this year overall. I feel like it could have been stronger. It could have been more diverse. I feel like I, I wanted to put more like home stuff on it, more spa stuff. I've just put a bunch of like apparel and Grateful Dead shit. <laughs> like it's. I I need to I need to up my game in 2024. I think. And today I've I've actually I've actually put something on my list that I would say is is in the vein of something we just talked about, and okay. I didn't even plan it this way. Um, last year when Amé Leon Dor did their Drake's collaboration.
1: Thank you. Thank two you. brands
0: that I've, I pay a lot of attention to. And obviously that that's very obvious to anyone who listens to this podcast. But Drake's has been a brand that I've loved ever since they started, ever since they got on my radar through ALD and visiting their store. I loved everything about their store. It just feels very Ivy, feels very fun to be in there. And they just have really nice products. And last year when they did their drop, they had a really good-looking tie that I was kicking myself for not buying. So of course, this year when they released their their collaboration, um, uh, I didn't buy the uh, the tie that I loved again. But I'm putting this on my list. It's only available on the Drake site currently. It's sold out on the Ald site, but it's their green graphic tie. I'm very I'm kind of in on graphic ties right now. I, I think it's fu- like unless I'm I'm not going to wear something wild to like a wedding or something. But I think it's fun to have fun with the accessory. Mm-hmm. And this mm-hmm. one is very on brand for me. It's the dark green. It's got a little illustrated in the Drake style uh, dudes playing jazz. And it just kind of fits my needs. And so I'm putting this on my list. I might just buy it for myself before I put out the Listener Digest because I, I will say that the most clicked links on the Listener Digest are always our most recent wish list items. And so I might need wow. to snatch this up before we before we get to the next level here.
1: Okay. Um, Man. I'm having, I'm, I'm, I had a hard time with, with wishlist this week and I, and, and, and now I feel bad about it. Uh, as you just mentioned that, uh, that these are the most click links and cause I don't think I'm doing a product this week. Oh, ooh. yeah. I, I, I think I'm doing an experience. Will okay. Yeah. Millennials, you know, we love, we, we love, love, our the, we love the experiences, but I would really like. Um, sit-down cocktails and a live show at the Parker Jazz Club here. Call me up. I'm ready whenever you are, Brer. <laughs> Uh They are doing a special, especially right now. Like every Friday and Saturday night, they're doing a um, you know, a a, a Christmas show where they're doing um, Grimaldi's uh, Charlie Brown th- thing before like diving. giraldi's giraldi's Yes, excuse me. Yes, uh, it could be Grimaldi's. Grimaldi's it could be catered by
0: Grimaldi's. <laughs>
1: <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Giraldi's. Uh, so there's a Charlie Brown Christmas and then there's just their very Merry Christmas show, which includes uh, a little bit of the, 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 Charlie Brown stuff and then, and then some other classics, but this place just looks awesome. And I, I, I just, I like my favorite Christmas music probably because of you over the last uh, two years, I would say has just been Christmas jazz. Yeah. Like I just find just one great. of the, I just find one of the jazz playlists on Spotify and I just, I just let it go with the, the Christmas tunes. And yeah. it's like, it's such a nice way to get the cozy feeling, without a little bit of like the the kind of sometimes the the, the saccharin of all the and the sweetness and the the kind of the
0: yeah I, I don't know I love all the
1: classics I too, like the classics like in the car
0: to sing yeah my, or like to like bop along to but, but I, at, at home, home I like the slower jazz that's more background music than it is the main feature yes yes yeah absolutely jazz um, is something that I feel like so I I've actually bought tickets to a show at the the lounge that you just put on the screen at the Parker jazz club. And I couldn't find anyone to go with me. And I, I just didn't even go. I was just like, okay, I guess I'm just going to give up these tickets. But like they have legitimate jazz acts go through there that are really good. And it's just something that's always escaped me. Uh, another friend of the pod, Kyle Banduho, he, he has always recommended that I do this just because he knows that I'm into it. And it, it's something that I would like to do more of. I like going to see like a live jazz show. It's, it's fun. I've, I've never seen one,
1: but you know, all this talk of, of, of a stiff drink, you know? Mm-hmm. Christmas jazz, like this, just feels so. This just feels right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And 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 I've never considered myself a big jazz guy, although I I did love uh, Ryan Gosling in La La Land. But this is, you know, I gotta. I, I think I need to check this out. I think I need to have a stiff bourbon drink and 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 hear some jazz pretty soon.
0: Yeah, I mean, like I I was I've always my my uh, cousin who's also my godfather. Uh, he got me into jazz in high school, and so I always had an interest in it. I wouldn't say that i classically know a lot about jazz or anything like that but it's always been something that i will put on as like a comfort and but the live part of it is something that's always escaped me i've been to a couple jazz clubs just on a whim of like oh like let's go out for an after dinner drink there's Mm -hmm, a jazz mm -hmm. club in like tulsa that i went to that was really cool that had like a a drop-in night where people just went and jammed together not even like as a band or anything. Um I went to a Wynton Marsalis show in northern Michigan at one point which was a big deal because I mean he's just he's one of the current goats going who's still doing a lot of touring and stuff. He's got a bunch of dates. I'm looking at his thing right now like looking right now where he's got a lot of uh, northeast dates in New York and and New Jersey and stuff like that. And so go out and check out a jazz show. It's a fun experience like the I love the improv part of it. Just knowing that the the boys are up there or the ladies are up there too, just uh just just jamming together and hanging out
1: you do love a jam band
0: i do and i think that (laughs) i think the reason i've gotten like i've got i've gotten so into jam music over the last few years is is partially because of the improv part of it that i got from jazz like yeah whenever i would go to like a live jazz performance on spotify and i'd see like oh this miles davis song is 25 minutes long i'm like i want to see why this is 25 minutes long like what happened between minutes 13 and 17 that they were like oh we're going to keep going for eight more minutes and so Barrett, if you ever want to go to this jazz club, you just call my name and I'll be there. Okay. Call me by my name. All right.
1: Yes, and I uh, apologies to Vince Garaldi. It wouldn't be a retail Garaldi, therapy yeah. if, if if I didn't uh, botch a name. So That's ap- okay.
0: apologies for that. But I'd, um But yeah. Pronunciation out. <laughs> out. Well, we've got we we have at least one more episode this year, maybe two, but uh we will be in touch regarding that. Uh but I mean, I don't think we need to put a cherry on this episode. This one was uh, an absolute delight. <laughs>
1: Always is see y'all soon.